The following is a conversation. It has the features of any conversation, such as imperfectly expressed thoughts, ill-considered opinions, and the notions of several sleep-deprived brains. Try not to get your stethoscope in a twist about it. I have an announcement. Today's November 17th. It is, I'm declaring this to be Effort-Free Friday. It's the first known holiday specific to podcasters, uh, in which we expend zero effort to make the show happy. Effort-Free Friday, everyone. Happy Effort-Free Friday. How do you plan to celebrate Effort-Free Friday? F, for short. E-F-F. A-F-F. <laughs> F, F-ing Friday. F-ing Friday. Um, I, as soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to get on a little tiny airplane, and I'm going to go skiing, and I will see you guys in 10 days. All right. Literally just Follow up where? I can't tell you because people will try to ski there. Gatekeeping? When we're not, when we're not recording, I'll on tell you. F? Can't believe this. Can you believe it? God, I'm gonna have to spend so much. I'm gonna have to spend so much effort trying to figure out where Jeff's going now. CDH nowhere has decent snow right now. It's just been a kind of a lax early season, and that's fine. But someone doesn't believe in the sacred tenets of F. Someone, yeah. I'll work on it. I'll have that'll be fun. I don't. Yeah, I don't committed conversion to F. I don't know if getting on a plane and skiing. it necessarily embodies the sacred ideas of F. Getting on a plane actually Oh, the way I ski, it definitely effort. does. Because do I don't like turn. S- I just straight down the mountain. Just okay. if I die, let's go. No effort at all. I feel like if you're going through TSA following F, I'm worried about you. Okay, like, that's I, true. You gotta, we gotta be prepared. Mm-hmm. Like my mentality in the airport is I need tsa to look at me and like call me out as an example of like she is how you do the airport this is how you get an a plus in airport everyone like as a part of the plane is like doing everything they can to keep you safe and like flight attendants don't get paid until like the door shuts so like my life goes to them and i'm like i will i will do whatever you need me to do in this situation i will say as a person who is constantly seeking the approval of a tsa agent it is so embarrassing to be married to a person who is not also giving the same rigor to seeking that approval because i cannot tell you how many times the tsa agents have pulled a butter knife out of my (gasps) husband's bag because he's like i brought it for lunch i go take it out don't leave it in there a A butter butter knife Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Shortcoat Podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews. By students, for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcoat.com. Welcome back to the Shortcode Podcast, the show that gives you an inside look at medical school from the students drinking from that fire hose. It's a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Atler. With me today in the SCP studio, some folks who may or may not be celebrating Effort-Free Friday with me. He's hosting an EFF dance party tonight where you just lay on the ground and wiggle your limbs in time to Gregorian chants. It's M2 Jeff Goddard. Bet. She's observing a 20-minute conversational cap today, after which she declares her participation over. It's MD-PhD student Faith Prohaska. Hello. Uh, She's only eating foods that require no preparation whatsoever, like pre-peeled, hard-boiled eggs and shredded cheese straight from the bag. It's MD-PhD student Riley B. and Bush. It's called a girl dinner. (laughs) And he's refusing to process visual information from the retina all the way back to the visual cortex. It's M3, happy Kumar. What up, listener dogs and Dave? And <laughs> uh, yeah, what up? Uh, it's effort-free Friday, as I said. That doesn't mean you can't passively consume information. Uh, so welcome to the show. Um, plus, Jeff is a party pooper, and he wanted to talk about his experience at the conference that he just returned from, the AMA uh we just had a 10 minute cold open talking about planes because of this conference yeah i think i've earned it i mean yeah we i want to make it clear though that any thoughts you may be forced to have listeners are not my fault uh just sit back this is all on me yeah just sit back and allow the waves of the universe to caress your senses uh and if your brain happens to make meaning from all that you know don't blame me for it direct your hate mail this way my friends okay maybe no hate mail Jeff, um, Jeff, what did you want to talk honestly, about? Honestly, if I got a letter at all, I'd be thrilled. Like <laughs> Nobody writes me anymore. So I, I'm a member of the AMA medical student section, and we had our little delegation this last week talking about policy and then pushed that policy up to the House of Delegates, which is the full body that decides what is the AMA going to focus its policy effort on 
in the next six months. And it's fun. It's thrilling. It's democratic. All things that are good. It's also incredibly frustrating because democracy is inherently frustrating. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've noticed, but democracy writ large in the U.S. is a little bit strange lately. Yeah. A little bit hard. Yeah. But anyway. And I think that that speaks a lot to some of the frustrations. You have people that are there who have been a part of this organization for a while and they understand parliamentary procedure. They understand, which like that's just the flow of the meetings, right? Yeah. They yeah. understand. Robert's rules um, and all that how to be pragmatic when you're trying to create policy. And then you have people who have, I, I want a nicer way to say this. So I'm crowdsourcing this. The phrase that's stuck in my head is their hearts are bigger than their heads. But that sounds really mean. But <laughs> it I, sounds a but little I mean, condescending. Yeah. I want something that's pithy like that, but expresses the idea that, and, and not in a derogatory way at all, that sometimes our idealism gets in the way of our pragmatism. First instinct is for emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They feel big. And then, Everybody else has to remind them your big feelings don't necessarily translate into good advocacy efforts. Like this may not be where we as a body can focus our energy. And that does create some drama. But it's also, um, I think it's really, it's a good experience for for medical students to understand like this, this is an organization that's advocating for us. This is generally speaking how democracy works. And I would, I would highly recommend medical students participate in either their their local medical association like every state has something or the ama just to kind of get an idea like this is how people make decisions and it's usually reasonably respectful behind closed doors um when there isn't a need for show but uh it's never clean it's always messy messy. yeah Yeah. well what were there were there any uh, big policies discussed so in the medical student section specifically we had some that I thought were outside of the scope of the AMA, which is, of course, subject to democracy, right? If, right. if everybody, if everybody says this, decides, it's, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm of the personal opinion that if you stand for everything, you stand for nothing. If, if I say as an individual, I am for all the good things and I'm against all the bad things and everybody is, right? right. Um, but also, where do I have expertise? And I should probably focus on those areas of expertise. Like, I'm not going to go advocate for traffic safety because I like I literally don't understand how roundabouts work like it's a circle I don't know what's going on right? I understand health in large part because I am putting myself through medical school so that I can understand health so I advocate on that right and so when they were pushing for example tax reform I was like this feels like it's beyond the scope of the AMA hmm. Inter- international relations policies I'm like this is the American Medical Association and I kind of want you to focus on American medicine as our area in which we have expertise this is what we know and that's not to say that you can't feel very strongly about these other issues yeah, it's just yeah. you should be a part of an organization if you want to express it in, in a large-scale way you should be part of an organization who has that primary focus because again when you are more precise you are more effective right if i'm going if somebody's going to be performing a surgery on me i don't want them to use the machete it's stronger sure but the scalpel is probably going to get what i need done did right? you just pronounce machete in the in the spanish is my first spanish, language and i can't help yeah. myself sometimes okay <laughs> in I, just my defense, to make, I never say chamaleon or I, some other weird thing i just want to make sure our listeners understand what uh machete is <laughs> I have a question then. So I am intrigued by this idea of like specializing in a given area. And I think that there's a lot in medicine. We tend to, we tend to. And I think in policy or I guess people that are forward facing or are having a say on things in the world. I think there's this pressure to have a say on everything in the world. And I think I'm generalizing now to people on social media, people on news outlets, people in general. There's like a a push to have a say on everything that is happening in the world. And I think there's some big world events happening right now that I think people wanted more said. Yeah. And Um, I think we can I think we can be a little bit specific specific about that. I mean, everybody right now is talking about, you know, Israel and and, and, and Palestine. Like I'm I'm comfortable acknowledging that discussion exists. Yeah. Even though it might be a political third rail, the conversation continues. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess my question in that is a large topic of conversation going on right now. Does it innately affect like American medicine? Maybe not. But I'm curious from your perspective, having gone through these policy meetings, like what are the pros and cons to these specific organizations taking stances on 
humanitarian issues like that. So it depends on how you take the stance, right? So the original language on this specific policy referendum that they were trying to push through the the medical student and then the residency section to get to the main floor initially started with focusing on humanitarian aid, specifically medical aid, things that have been universally decided as a global community for the last 100 years. You don't attack doctors. You don't attack patients. That is not okay. You make allowances so that people can be treated for their injuries on both sides. This is just how we participate in war. We have decided this as a world culture. And saying some strong language to that effect and advocating strongly as you know, physicians, strongly that we be allowed to do that or, or strongly advocating for aid to go to that end, I think that's reasonable. But the language that ended up getting pushed through is they called, they removed all of that. That was in the original language. They removed all of the humanitarian efforts. And they said our, the resolution was our AMA uh, calls for an immediate uh, ceasefire in Palestine and Israel. And for those of you who are not aware, the word ceasefire is very politically charged. Both uh, the major parties in the United States have emphatically um decided to not use that language in this particular conflict for whatever reason. I'm not saying this is the right or the wrong solution. I'm just saying like when you were talking about political expediency, when you're talking about pragmatism, when you're talking about what you can do as a lobbying organization, if the entire country is against you, you're not going to have much success practically getting that through. Yeah. Um, Politics is the art of the possible. If you're using language that makes your ideas impossible, then you're not being very clever about your messaging but i would say that this is like i'm going to use another example this one's a little religious sorry about this but if you are in a more religious state and you say we are going to put this the 10 commandments statue on the front lawn of the capitol building right if nothing happens if nobody pushes back on that you get virtual signaling points from your fan base right but if people push back on it and they get it removed you get your fan base really revved up because they're like oh they're attacking us right there is, this is a win-win situation. Literally nothing that happens is going to go against you if you are in one of those very conservative states that wants that kind of thing, right? This is kind of like one of those issues where the the sections that are pushing it through, if they get it through, they win virtue signaling points, even though it effectively does nothing because obviously the AMA can't force Congress to do anything. They really only advocate for bills that everybody else has already introduced to the floor. But you definitely lose a lot of credibility when the AMA as a whole says there's nothing we can do here. And then the entire country says the AMA is, I don't know, for genocide or whatever. I understand. I, I have very strong feelings on this issue. I, I will lay it out there as a general blanket rule. I am always anti-war. Like that's just my personality. Other people can disagree with me. Some people believe in just war. I'm not that guy. Just bad, killing bad. That That's who I am as a person. I don't think the AMA is the place to take that advocacy effort for me. I, I would be a part of another organization that that focuses on that type of thing, right? I donate pretty heavily to like Doctors Without Borders, other organizations that are going and providing the humanitarian aid. I just something about the pragmatism of of looking at these issues and thinking like, is this just virtue signaling? Or is this actually going to accomplish something? Yeah. I think the discussion of who is best sought out to fight this fight and to have the loudest voice on this is also balanced by kind of what you were touching on that we look at people with platforms or people who hold like almost a position of power in like the groups that they're able to communicate with and are like why aren't you saying something in this and it doesn't necessarily need to be from a place of like i am an authority on this i think it's almost a there's certainly people who do that but i think it's almost a you have so many people who see your content on social media so as someone with a megaphone it is your duty to like put the voices that need to be heard loudest up to that megaphone. And I think that's the good intentions behind what's happening. And so that saying this from us has more weight than all of us putting it on our own individual social medias or all of us individually contacting our representatives, like saying it as a body has more weight. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I agree with you. I'm generally speaking a little hesitant to have people that aren't really involved in the issue to have a voice from a pragmatic standpoint because it muddies the water on this issue but it also muddies the water for that organization on everything else every practically speaking every organization has so much political capital right they have so much authority to speak in, in, in the community right people listen to them to a certain extent and if you use it up all on issues where you aren't the expert 
you no longer have it on the issues in which you are the expert. Like one of the big issues that we should have been fighting for this weekend at the AMA was, does the AMA advocate for single payer healthcare? I think that's an area where the AMA strongly has a voice in the American medical system. That's somewhere where we should be focusing our issues. And I feel like we lost a lot of our political capital focusing on issues that were a little bit more broad, important, but outside of the scope of the AMA. If I were the president of the AMA, I don't know that I would want the AMA to release a statement, but I would certainly put my money and my energies into um, amplifying the other voices, the other organizations of which I'm a part that are humanitarian organizations, international rights organizations. Those are the types of people that I want speaking about this because those are the voices that deserve to be heard. Those are the experts on this on these issues. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I wasn't short at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and like Jeff, like I agree with you. I think you have a very like pragmatic take on all this. To a fault, yes. Yeah. And and like just for everyone in the room and for all like the listeners to know, right? Like, so I'm not an IR expert. I do read foreign affairs every day and I do read the economist every day. And just from like this particular issue, which is very politically charged and it's a hot button issue with a lot of different voices all talking to each other. Like, I do think that it is a little different in the sense that, like, information is constantly changing. This is a like, really good point. Like, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like, um, there's information from bad actors who are just trying to push an agenda. They're drowning out good actors. There's good actors who are being misquoted. And there really is just kind of a lot of things going on with it. I did hear just kind of like a wise quote from like another podcast that I listened to, which was the situation in the Middle East isn't something that you follow hour by hour and minute by minute. It's not something you look at for Twitter or for Instagram, which is minute by minute or hour by hour. I feel like the more pragmatic approach would be to just kind of reassess the situation a couple of days at a time. And you might not have a passionate voice on it. And I feel like at least like today, that's kind of misconstrued as, you know, not caring or not being knowledgeable or not wanting to take a stance where in reality, I think you're actually being wise and looking at it from a lot of different angles. Yeah. I think you bring up a good point that good actors can be misinformed, right? You can be very properly motivated. You can be a very good person. And if the information that is out is muddy, um, if it's unclear, then all of a sudden you're amplifying things that aren't true. And that is very detrimental to the cause of peace. Um, yes. Peace requires truth. Yes. Uh, I think that's very the very apt thing. I would also say that, and I, I, I can get some pushback on this, and I, I understand that. How many years of school have you done, Riley, at this point? Ballpark. 20? Kind of, I mean, probably about. Riley was not expecting that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, more than 20, I think. Okay. Um, I would say I've done 17, 18, maybe 19. Um, I took a little bit longer in undergrad than maybe I should have. I'm not an expert on pedagogy. Are you an expert on pedagogy? No. Could you even spell pedagogy? Because I probably could not put on, like put on the <laughs> no, spot. No, I would give yeah. my best guess. But pedagogy is the study of how to teach, right? And the proper techniques for teaching, that kind of thing. Just because you have a lot of experience in an area, just because you have experienced the things around the area, doesn't necessarily make you an expert and the voicing that area. Yes. And I think there's a balance. Your voice You have a lot of heard. experience as a student being yeah. taught, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you're an expert teacher. Yeah. And I think students' voices should be heard when we're having conversations of pedagogy. How are we going to approach education? But I do not think they should have the final say. I do not think they should be the loudest voice in the room. They should be part of the conversation. And I think with a lot of issues, a lot of political issues, I understand that we're very emotional human beings, but I think that if, if we're just a little bit wise and take a step back and breathe for a second we can recognize that people that have firsthand experience don't necessarily have the solutions it's going to be people that have studied that have put their entire lives into working for trying to understand these problems whether it's a a disease process or fixing insurance or international conflict whatever it is i think it's a balance between listening to the voices that are experiencing it which we should and also the experts that study it that way we allow both the emotional which should be involved and the rational sides of humanity come together to, to solve these problems. Well, I think part of the, maybe, I don't even want to call it issue, but so for my own personal like experience of trying to figure out how I'm going to best get my information, I think that 
a lot of people are checking social media sites more than they're checking news sites. I think that is like probably a blanket statement that I could say just because like we could look at social media. Like there's a lot of people opening the app, closing the app, a lot of traffic on those apps. And so I do think that there is a, I do think we need to amplify the voices on social media apps. I am not saying that we do not. However, in my own personal experience of being a person who can get incredibly wrapped up in the emotions of emotional situations, seeing the kind of slot machine of social media of terror and terrible things happening, I can't help but feel as though I like need to take a step away from the slot machine of social media. So if you relate to that, I would really strongly recommend finding a reputable journalist, someone that is going to be actually reporting on this information, not even every day, every few days, is giving you the updates, is making sure to retract information when the information needs to be retracted because some information that you might have Monday might actually change by Friday. And I do think that a lot of people that go into medicine have like this added layer of empathy that makes understanding these really highly political and emotional situations really tough. So I don't know, maybe that's just me giving my spiel of a person who has always stayed away from politics and policy and et cetera. And so war feels very all consuming. And I just think that I know that I have to have a limit with my information. Shortcoats, if this episode is worth listening to this far, it's worth sharing. So blast us on your socials. And if you want a sticker for your trouble, send us a screenshot. Thanks. I need to continue celebrating Effort-Free Friday. He's just so excited to celebrate. I spent some time yesterday, which was not Effort-Free Friday. It was Effortful Thursday. Upgrading Alex Trabot, who you may remember we had some fun with over spring break. Maybe some of us had less fun than others faith Thank you we we recognize your trauma we, yes you were like Dave we had some trauma. fun and i was like i didn't have fun dave <laughs> <laughs> you alex trabot was faith and riley were both subjected to alex trabot actually we're subjected to alex trabot but more Fine to the with point alex trabot i would like to get that on the, the record point, dave <laughs> i um, didn't like your little concoction your little potion yeah. that you made dave, dave was like, giving like a seven-year-old that discovers you can mix shampoo and conditioner yeah. in the bathroom oh, and then suddenly sure. has like gotten rid of all of his well, parents like stuff well he's back it was a, it was a low bar that we were asking is it that all dave was telling us is it safe all of the things that i put in there were safe to consume and i was like that's the lowest of the bars well he, he's back and he's better than ever because now he he will keep score he's picking the questions as he did last time I'm excited for uh, He'll Alex. make a bespoke reward for the winner. And because it's now Thanksgiving break, he is designed to ask no questions about medicine. I can't promise that he doesn't have a mind of his own. And for Faith, and Faith, just for you, I'm not making you drink any strange but edible liquids this time. Instead, you will get a piece of candy every time you answer a question right or wrong. But what you get depends on whether the answer was right or wrong. So are you ready for a little trivia i guess uh, my only question is alex trabot is new and improved and i'm thrilled about that is dave new and improved yes i feel like the discussion with faith <laughs> i don't think you, it was the discussion i think it was being. me being very complaining about having to drink what i called vomit in a cup yes yes but also repeatedly having it brought up to me <laughs> and then just threatening to throw up so many times i feel like I the more maybe, subtle way to do it i think i missed been, out on something like i i would have drank something i know like, you would have it was Thank like yeah, there, there you're spicy my, you're, v8 and blue cheese yeah. and like something else like it looked bad it was separating there was like an oil layer but i said i were fine i said i didn't like it and then dave was like take another sip and i was like dave i will throw up on the podcast and he was like we've no, never had that before and i was nothing like nothing would make me happier answer. than you throwing up on dave though I, like, I, I have no shame. Fine. I'd be I'd be down to drink whatever. Also, I was trying to try it first. I complained, but I did it. Let's not it live in the, the past. I hate it. <laughs> Keep drinking it that I was right. opposed I will, to. I will. I'm a changed man. Let's just, you know. To live in the present, um, a liquid that is consumable is called potable. Yes. Not edible. Okay. Fair. Thank you. I am pedantic. I hope that's the first trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> crushed it all right so we're starting off of course with zero points <laughs> said happy pants wow, trabot is really 
I'm pretty proud of Alex Trabot. Right now, he's drawing there a grid for us with How our, did you do this? With our categories. <laughs> what category would you, would you choose? The 1990s, French cooking, wild card, crime and punishment, or ancient medicine? Faith, were you alive in the 90s? Yeah. <laughs> All right. For like quite a few months, but still, <laughs> months. like I understand, I can't it's change okay. when it's I was okay. born. It's fine. It's just the way that you approach that, Jeff. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Just like a certain well-known, just like a certain well-known Jeff is the one who's like, we have a hard deadline. I have to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet he's asking me when I was born. Yeah, like, Jeff, you're up I first. The problem, I know. You're up first. I'm gonna go with the '90s. I feel like I've got like just a. I've got a bit of an advantage on on my peers on this one. And what points value will you take? 100, 200, or 300? Let's start at 100. Let's work our way up. All right. Which popular television show featuring six friends living in New York City debuted in 1994? Was it A, Seinfeld, B, Friends, C, Frasier, or D, The X-Files? B, Friends. Okay. Seinfeld is about three, sometimes four friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Friends is a very strong word for Seinfeld. My my wife lives in New York and we have a lot of New York Jewish friends and they're like, this is why Seinfeld is perfect because it's New York Jewish humor and it is so good. Yeah, and you know, you of course got that correct so you get 100 points. Happy, it's your turn. Please choose a category and a points value. I'm not entirely sure. 1990s or 300. Wow. I kind of hope that Crime and Punishment is Dostoevsky's work because like that would be really funny. <laughs> it's like all right like here's your 300 point yeah. question from the 1990s in 1997 a global treaty was signed in kyoto japan aimed at combating significant environmental issue what was the main focus of this treaty was it a protecting endangered species b reducing carbon emissions c preventing deforestation or d cleaning ocean pollution a global treaty they made a future known as the kyoto treaty did they really <laughs> yeah huh? i'm telling you girl 90s. You got the I 90s. There, there you yeah, go. This is before I was born. So growing up, did I had a clean o- did I have a clean ocean? Not really. But I did grow up in the south and there were a lot of forests there. And not a lot of endangered species. Right. So I'm gonna go for C. Uh preventing deforestation. That is your answer. And um that's not Damn correct. The answer was B up? reducing carbon emissions, the Kyoto Protocol. Signed in 1997 was a landmark treaty Wait. that combined. Wait, that- <laughs> did it add it? something to Happy's name? It gave you like Happy the Squittery. What yeah. is Squittery? If you get it, if you get an answer wrong, Alex asked if he could assign you a nickname that <laughs> you would keep it. until you got the answer right. Okay, good luck, Squittery. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah what, is what does squittery? it mean? That's what I was going to ask. I don't know. Squittery, I think, means it, it has something to do with uh, diarrhea. I think if you're British, you've got the squitters. I will say um, the Kyoto Protocol is one of the landmark experiences of, uh, it literally uses the word landmark, international environment. Yeah. So, and it solved all of our problems in, with the environment. Word, so we sure. super duper withdrew from it real quick. Yeah. yeah what, right. what would you, I believe with Faith, it's now your turn. I feel like I don't have the capital in this room to lose a question about the 90s so let's go there we go french cooking for 100 <laughs> you'll definitely get me here i don't know how to cook anything well, for how much ratatouille one 100 okay i mean i'm banking on it being a ratatouille question. sure <laughs> something to do with duck i'm picking d french onion soup so the question is if i may read it what is the best what is the name of the classic french soup made primarily from onions and beef stock often served with gratin often served gratinade with cheese on top of a large piece of bread is it a vichyssoise b ratatouille c bouillabaisse or d french onion soup you've selected i know it's not ratatouille because ratatouille is just like sliced you just said those french words so fast do you know French? Uh-huh. I like that that wasn't an no answer. answer. So you, you've selected French onion soup, I believe. Right? I think That's it what... might be a, this might be like standardized testing, like trauma that I think it's trying to trick me there, but I know it's not ratatouille. And I know I've heard of A and C, but I could not tell you what they are. Yeah. And I've ordered French onion soup before and that was pretty much what it was. So okay. I just don't know if it's classic French I think you're, or if it's like a misnomer. I like think you're French spending French. a lot of med, med student energy on this. So a lot of test, Welcome test to anxiety. literally how I take tests. I'm going to select, I'm going to tell you to okay. select D. Do you guys like French onion soup? I do. I've never it's, had it It's before. not my it's favorite. It's got onions, it's got cheese. I feel like it's, it's got soup. It's very... There are some French onion soup lovers. Like they'll get it anywhere they go. They know the best places for it. It's just so... 
potente, you know? Like, there's just too much. It's <laughs> yes. just, it's I know exactly what you mean. Because much. when I want a soup, I don't want a piece of bread in my soup. I want soup. I want light. I want it all in there. I, I want yeah. it all in there, baby. I, I want, want it to be like soup across borderline. The, the flavor is punching soup me in the tongue. Versus stew. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. I'm a bland man. Which brings you to 100 points. With no uh, a full 400 over happy. So far, Jeff, Jeff, and Faith are in the lead with happy. The squittery at 300. Uh, Riley, it's your turn. Negative 300. In what category? Go, yes, go. negative Let's 300. Let's try Crime and Punishment. Dostoevsky, I swear this is I about that book. I swear to God. I read that book I'm last gonna year. I'm going to be so mad. It, well, good for you. I did not. That is not in my genre. And, and, and what points value? 100? 100. You don't yes. like, you <laughs> don't like mystery? You don't like thrillers? No, I like, I mean, yes, but no. I love that every time. What is the term used to describe a person who is legally responsible for a criminal act, even if they did not commit the crime? Is it A, accomplice, B, defendant, C, perpetrator, or D, convict? Huh. I'm just reading it one more time to make sure I didn't read too fast because I immediately jumped to an answer, but I need to slow for a second. They really respond to you if they did not directly. Okay. I guess I know what that is. Yeah. I I do this on tests where I'll I'll see a buzzword. C. Move on. That's what I'm going to say. You're going to say perpetrator. C is in cow. Okay. Yes. Oh. Yeah. A accomplice. Somebody who helped oh. another person commit a crime. I did not. They did not read directly that. do it. But did not directly mm-hmm. do it. By oh, providing I did not. You know how I said I was going to slow down and read it well? I did not do that. I did not. These things and now your nickname, by the way, is now Riley the Oozing. Ooh, Ooh I like that. Uh, I like and you're it. The ooze. Down 100 points. It's my turn. Yay. Oh, oh you're, you're playing as well? I get to play this as well because I don't know the questions. Oh, okay. Let's See? do it. He's been on the board the whole time. I'm going to go with ancient medicine. I'm not known for my ability gonna, to pay attention. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with 300. You're crazy. You're going hard. Mm-hmm. Nice I, know shot, some, Dave. I know some people don't like it when you jump to the high points value, but. I'm an iconoclast. I'm going to do it anyway. You do you, sir. Who dares wins, Dave? Who dares wins? Yes, or exactly. gets a negative 300 points. The Ebers Papyrus, okay. <laughs> One of the <laughs> oldest medical texts known originates from what ancient civilization? Oh, come on. A Greece, <clears throat> ancient Greece, ancient Rome, ancient Egypt, or ancient China. It's C because papyrus, right? Sure, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that turns out to be a 100-point question, but I'll take my 300 points. It dates back to 1550 BC. It's an Egyptian medical document. Hello. An Egyptian medical document containing a wealth of information on medicine, surgeries, and remedies of the time. It had the first known description of cancer. Isn't this just first aid, but the old version of first aid? <laughs> yes. There, it's a lot the, of the, ancient, the ancient Egyptian version of first aid. Yeah. A lot of the remedies were like reasonable, like like surgical resection and saves were things yeah. they were doing. But my favorite was the one for cancer, which was essentially like, there's nothing you can do. Oh, okay. And boy, howdy, have we not progressed a lot on, on yeah, that we've, front, you know? We've there's some things, th- but not always. If you've you set that things, as the bar, we're doing great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if the bars just can't do anything... We're doing yeah. we can do something. so much more. <laughs> hey, Jeff, what what category and points value will you select? I mean, I guess since you're in the lead now, we can't have that. Let's go nuts. Let's go crime and punishment 300. I definitely can't do French cooking. All right. Uh, a he, bold choice. A bold choice. I am a bold man. Alex Trabot. Who wrote the influential book on crimes and punishments in 1764, which argued against torture and the death penalty, marking a significant shift in European law and justice. Was it Voltaire? Was it Cesar Beccaria, Thomas Hobbes, or John Locke? So I don't think it was Hobbes or Locke. Hobbes because he's a knob. And Locke because I'm pretty sure he was dead at this point. Voltaire was alive at this point. It seems like something he would write... He write he wrote Candidate, Candidate, and I have literally no idea who the Beccaria is, but I bet it's the Beccaria. Let's go Voltaire. A, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I bet it's B. I'm gonna feel like a dumb dumb. Uh, yeah. <sighs> the correct answer is oh, B. No. It's the one I didn't know. <laughs> Cesare Beccaria. His book on crimes and punishments Definitely. was groundbreaking in advocating for the rights of the accused and arguing against cruel and unusual punishments, including torture and the death penalty. I, I chose Jeff Voltaire the Mucosal is now your name. In large part, the point of Candidate was that people are inherently good. It was a, a 
treatise for optimism. What's funny about you taking that question just then is like, that is also medical questions. Like you have like, you know, three out of the four of them. Like, I'm pretty sure it's not those three, but I don't know what this fourth one even means at all. I've never seen that word before. I can't in my right mind choose it, but then you'll choose it in you world to be like, you did it. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. should have chosen it. And Let's like recap the scores, Jeff. Two, only 2% of people chose that. Yeah. Like yeah. 85% of people got this right. And you're yes. one of those 2% of dum-dums who chose the stupid answer. Jeff, the mucosal has uh, minus 200 points. Happy the squittery has minus 300 points. Faith has 100 points. Riley the oozing has minus 100 points. And Dave has 300 points. I feel good about this. <laughs> That's because you're winning. <laughs> well, you made it to the second break. You tolerate us. If you can, consider donating or buying a sticker or something. Visit theshortcoat.com and help us do stuff without having to beg a dean for money. Thanks. Happy the squittery. What would you uh, like to choose? I'm going to go for a wild card for 300. There you go. Make it back to zero. Exactly. Go big or go home. I wish that we could steal. You know, that would be nice. Yeah. If he gets it wrong, I'll just take it. Spring break. We'll we'll investigate that. Uh, in 1992, Dr. May Jameson became the first African-American woman to travel into space. What space shuttle did she fly upon? Was it the Discovery, Challenger, Atlantis, or Endeavor? Gosh, I don't remember this. This seems like it should be in the 90s section. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know this one. In my defense, my wife is very into NASA. Uh, I feel like... That's her thing. Probably not Challenger. Isn't that the one that combusted? Yeah, Challenger blew up in the 80s. Right and don't help him. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I just, he, he already said it. We were confirming. Right. I just was there we when it happened. Right. And, <laughs> and I do want to point out. I feel like Atlantis wouldn't be the name of a space shuttle. I feel it would be the name of a submarine. So it can't be that. Uh-huh. So at least we with either Alpha Discovery or Delta Endeavor. Got to pick one. Two horses in a stable. Out. I choose Delta Endeavor. Okay. Did you just eeny meeny miny mo that? Oh, it's a coin. You should try to flip the coin instead. What's your? <laughs> no, I've just never heard two horses. What's your in a version stable, of Eeny, Meeny, Miney, Moe that you were whispering? Two horses in a stable, one jumps out. This uh, is crazy. And you choose the yeah. other one. No, did you make that? That feels up? as crazy no? as me learning that Minnesotans call it duck, duck, gray duck. Yeah. <laughs> duck, duck, I mean, I learned this in Missouri. I don't know if this is crazy. Like, Nobody in Minnesota can be trusted. Nobody should be trusted. Hot dish. Yo. Yeah. Okay, Tater It is D Endeavor. Atlantis, <laughs> in fact, is a yeah. space shuttle. Atlantis yeah, is, fair. in fact, a very important Wait, is just space like shuttle. So. Wait, now I'm losing by this standards and I'm losing by golf standards, too. Yeah, you're at zero. But, you know, you're back at the start. That's fine. Faith, it's now your turn. What category you're would you like me. to choose? I think let's continue big swings. Let's go French cooking 300. All right. Faith is really pulling for that Ratatouille question. Yeah, I wanted to ask me what Ratatouille is. Or I wanted to ask me I mean, what Ratatouille's name is. I feel like Ratatouille is going to be in every question. It may not be the right answer. I hope the 300 for French cooking is in French. Yeah. <laughs> that would be <laughs> just perfect. start sobbing. All right. What is the name of the classic French dish consisting of a whole chicken cooked with wine, lardons, whatever that is, Ooh. mushrooms, and optionally garlic, coco vin, beef bourguignon, ratatouille, or quiche lorraine? Oh, come on. Okay. The same option. B has beef in it, so probably not a chicken thing. Well done. Ratatouille is just vegetables. Yeah. And quiche is like eggs. Yeah. So it's A. Okay. I really like the that you're agreeing with me uh, on this. That's really helping. Solid, solid process of elimination. I mean, if I could take a test with someone telling me that I'm right the whole time and like reinforcing my correct logic, I would like I would feel a lot better. Yeah, you got it correct, obviously. Obviously, look at her. Good job. She's not missing with She's, this French I just cooking. I don't want to know what Alex Trabot would give me as a nickname. That's guiding all of my disciplines here. <laughs> oh, it even explains what lardon is, a, a small strips of pork fat. I did. Uh, oh. I learned something new today. Jeff knew what that was. All right, Riley the Oozing, it's your turn. I feel like, so the last two French cook, well, the last three French cooking questions have had the same options. So I'm going to go with French cooking for 200 in the hopes that like, We've already Process talked about most of them. <laughs> Which French dish has the, the word beef in question. it? Yeah, it's I the hope one so. with the word beef in it. What is bouillabaisse? <laughs> Good luck, friend. A <sighs> uh, type of French pastry, a French beef stew, a French fish stew, or a French cheese dish. How is your question harder than mine? That's so annoying. <laughs> Come on. Don't look at me. I don't know French cooking. I do, I was doing this based on the last options. Think about what bouillon is. That's like beef bouillon. I guess B then. I don't know. I'm going to go with a French beef stew then. Right? Yeah. Alex, what, what say you? 
No, Riley the Oozing. I would have never guessed fish stew. This would have not been. The correct answer is a fish stew. Will you base a traditional Provençal fish stew originating from the port city of Marseille? Uh, rich flavor, various kinds of fresh fish and shellfish. I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm down for trying foods once, but like fish and stew feel like words that shouldn't go together. I don't like I've it. already tried fish. I'm good. I don't need to try it again. I, fish is not fun. my favorite thing. Like I'll eat it, but... It's not my favorite. Here's my thing. thing. I don't want fish like I don't want fish cooked in, in my house for sure. I don't want fish in a liquid. That's where fish. That's where they. That's literally where they. No, live. but I don't They're want literally it. Literally, I, w- <laughs> <in liquid. laughs> I don't want it. In Just take my, them all out. I don't right want it in my now. flavored liquid. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty good source of omega three. So yeah. I mean, no, like I'm pro fish. Oh, omega three and six. And th- oh, Essential. and six. Thank you. Yeah. Say and insects. Essential. Oh, I'm gonna choose for my. Next question, the 1990s for 200. I mean, I did, I might as well see his. You were there. Yeah, Yeah. I was there. I feel like we were all there just for different amounts of time. I was there more. (laughs) I was there more. In 1992, which amendment to the United States Constitution was ratified, addressing delays between the election of the president and vice president in the beginning of their terms? You got this, Dave. Um, I'm going to say it's the, it's C, the 27th Amendment. I don't think that's right. It's, um, I don't actually know the answer to this. Well, I'm not exactly. going to tell you. You're in the lead. I I'm want just, you to lose, Dave. I'm just looking at your face. I'm going to say it's the 25th Amendment. <clears throat> is that correct, Alex Trabot? Oh, the correct answer is C, the 27th you Amendment. You your gut reaction. Mm. This amendment, which was actually proposed in <clears throat> 1789, but not ratified until 1992, deals with congressional pay changes. Boring. <laughs> Dave the Pimply. Dave the Pimply is my new name. I lose 200 points. Oh, man, I'm at 100. And Faith is killing it at 400. I've only answered questions about French cooking at this point. And they were the same question. I've been heavily based on Ratatouille knowledge. I think Faith might be confirmed to win that at this point because she's like winning by at least 300 and like... I'm just trying to get back to zero at this point. I'm fine to stop when I'm winning. We've only got seven minutes left. I'll put that on the record. I'm cool to stop now. No, (laughs) Jeff, the Mikosal, it's your turn to choose a category and points value. Sure, let's go wild card 200. I feel like Faith has a better chance of losing points on crime and punishment. Oh, no, I was going to say, if you chose wild card for 100 and I chose ancient medicine for 100, then she'd have to choose a 200 question, which if she gets that wrong, that puts her down at 100 points or like 200 points. That's not very supporting women in STEM of you, Happy. Jeff. Yeah, that was not, not supporting women in the arts. Jeff, yeah. in 2004, the Cassini spacecraft began orbiting which planet, becoming the first spacecraft to do so? Was it A, Mars, B, Jupiter, C, Saturn, or D, Neptune? Cassini in 04. Cassini. Like, I should know this. 2004. Cassini. You were there for that. I wasn't there for that. Orbiting. We were all there for that. Is the wildcard category just space? (laughs) A planet. (laughs) It seems to be. Space is wild. It is wild. Touche. A lot of dead air here. Yeah, sorry. You can cut that out. D. (laughs) D. Neptune is your answer. I don't think it's I'm going to guess it's Jupiter, but... Jupiter felt more natural, but I also like the fact that we sent Hera to Jupiter. I was going to go with Mars. Oh, it's Saturn. Saturn, Saturn, according to Alex Trabot, who may may or may not be wrong. Strongly in last place. Uh, Yeah. Firmly in in the rear. So let's bring us up to date on the scores. Jeff, the mucosal, minus 400. Happy the squittery is at zero. Faith is at 400. Riley, the oozing, is at minus 300. And Dave, the pimply, is at 100. Happy. In an absolute sense, Faith, we're tied. That's a math joke. Okay, yeah, we can go by that logic. <laughs> I think it's absolutely flawed. But <laughs> happy, let's do one more question. You get the last question. I'm okay. so good with that. I know that's not fair. Yeah, I'm any, so fine with you that. You still can't win. Yeah, yeah, any, like, yeah it's any, fine. Yeah, any consensus on what this category should be, guys? What's wrong with your microphone? <laughs> what do you mean? I think it's aimed away from your face. It oh. is super aimed away it's from your turn, face. Turn your whole yeah. Other way. Help him out, Jeff. There, there you go. go, right there. Okay, perfect. Can you hear me? A little bit. Go ahead. Okay, perfect. I'm, I am a naturally quiet person, so. <laughs> I know, so that's why I turned you down to like a third of what the other people have there. <laughs> okay. Uh, since we are, I guess, a medical school podcast, I say ancient medicine. Let's end with a whimper at 100. Oh, okay. Ooh. Going out soft. Alex asks slowly. Nothing. 
thinking. Ask, ask, ask nothing. He's Let's, been thinking more and more. As he has been thinking more and more. Oh. Honestly, I, did, I had a neuro test earlier today. You know, I'm, 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 it's, it's, which you ancient civilization is credited with the development of acupuncture? <laughs> ancient Greece, ancient Rome, ancient India, or ancient China? I feel like this is an ancient China thing. I mean, could have been ancient India. I wouldn't know. I think Greece and Rome were just slicing people up. Like it wasn't, we weren't trying to help. At that they were point. still, yeah. Right, but, right, but, like, but like, like ancient Rome made so many things. Like the Roman Empire was influential. Like they made aqueducts. They like made the legal system. Like classic man thinking about the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Classic. But, but yeah. I don't remember thinking about the ancient Rome, Roman Empire and acupuncture. But because they're so innovative, it could have been that. But I'm still going to go with, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> The answer is, you don't get to find out. You reach the current usage cap. The answer is, somebody Google it. No wonder Trabot was thinking so hard. I hate this about GPTs. I G- think it's absolutely GPT. It's so annoying that the usage cap is like You're right. this bad. According to a the little Google blip of a NIH article, the ancient practice of acupuncture started in China approximately 3,000 years ago. There we go. And then it starts like that dotting. I was thinking about that scene from Kung Fu Panda where Poe gets injured and Monkey's doing the acupuncture on him. And I will say... See, the successes against Alex Trabot have been with knowledge of Ratatouille and (laughs) Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda comes up surprisingly a solid amount. Kung Fu Panda is your Roman Empire? No, I mean like... He just admitted to thinking about the Roman Empire, so I think the Roman Empire is his Roman Empire. I will say that my my daughter pointed out to me, I thought I didn't, I I think we talked about like, what's my Roman empire in a recent podcast because I was puzzled about this whole trend. And I thought I didn't have any, but my daughter informs me that artificial intelligence is my Roman empire. So yeah, but my problem, can Roman empires be things that are currently happening? Because I would argue that Roman empires cannot be things that you are, that are currently happening that you are enamored with. They have Mm -hmm. to have like a sense of, past to I don't know. a lot of those girls on tiktok their roman once. empire was like um getting attacked when they're walking alone at night see, so see, see i don't know see the thing I, I i agree with you riley simply just because the roman empire comes out of left field it isn't something that a lot of people technically should think about daily because caesar doesn't come up augustus doesn't come up like no one thinks about aqueducts on a regular basis right yeah. speak but, for yourself <laughs> right, but, but things right? over here like just drawing them in which, a notebook. The joke was there, right? Right, right <laughs> which is why it's it. so perplexing for people when they realize a lot of other people think about the Roman Empire, right? Which, again, is why I think you're correct, and it shouldn't be about current events because there's a reason for you to think about current events because it might be impacting your life or the people around you. Yeah, like my Roman Empire may or may not be the Twilight series. I don't know. I just I think about how <laughs> revolutionary it was for women at that time. It was crazy. Listen to a whole podcast on it. Would okay. recommend. Okay. Well, honestly, it's so problematic in so many ways, it. but so many people love it. Well, <laughs> Alex was had Alex not crapped out at the end, he would have provided you happy with a, a a bespoke image just for you as the winner. Would this be Faith? Oh, I'm sorry, it's Faith. <laughs> you would have lost your nickname. Okay, here, I just wanted to say. But it says. Uh, I wasn't supporting Woman It's Tim earlier, but because I didn't take credit for something a woman did, like, you know, how Roz and Franklin got screwed over, then yeah. this is me doing the opposite of that. You're saying you're supporting women in STEM by not actively working against them and stealing credit for their stuff? Did that support? Uh, that, I, actually, that's just plain neutral. That's just not yeah, me okay. not being an asshole. Correct. But I said <laughs> yeah. I could have been. I, I, I could have just taken the credit. I, you're really digging yourself a hole here. I always do. What's funny is recently I did an experiment and it was kind of based on previous work that one of the grad students in my lab had done. And he's mm-hmm. writing his thesis and he's like, he came in. He's like, how'd it go? He's just trying to procrastinate from his writing. And he's like, how'd it go? It's like, it went great. And he looks at my data. He goes, I'm going to put that in my thesis. And I go, another man stealing the data nice. from a woman. Nice. <laughs> because that's, we'll joke about it all the time. And immediately he was like, sorry about it. That, that <laughs> no, but then he was like, I promise I will give you credit. Yeah. Uh, can I? And then he was like, can I use it? Faith is the winner of uh, the contest, which... Well done. I mean, you didn't just win. You kind of kicked everybody's ass. Thank you. I, I know Ratatouille. Ha, uh, Alex was supposed to draw a bespoke image for you. Of course, he shit the bed, so I had to switch AIs. <laughs> and so that's what you're... It's based on your name. I'm 
not at all surprised yeah. about the that contents. Feels, yeah. I was hoping that you would by now be, you know, like Faith the shithead or whatever. <laughs> But you you never got also anything wrong. Also, a hater for women in STEM, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> Dave hating women in STEM. Congratulations. I, if I have gotten two bits in medical school, it's been go piss girl becoming so much bigger yeah, than it ever it was. It really did. And then constantly referencing women in STEM. Yeah. Anytime our lecturer is like, yes, good. I'm like, women in STEM. Anytime. Like a female tutor is like yeah. has great slides, women in STEM. Like it's just it's become a, a very referential bit. There's your candy. Oh my gosh, oh my why was it so many? I will agree it's, that it's I do this effort same free. Thing. It's effort free Friday. I didn't want to actually aim them, and and you guys get some hauls. Honestly, exciting. Ah. Menthol. Yeah, I also when I do an experiment well and I tell my friends about it, I go another win for women in STEM. <laughs> Shout uh, out that's women our show. In STEM. Shout out women in STEM. Yeah, that's our show. Faith, Riley, Happy, Jeff, who had to leave because he's getting on a plane. Thanks for being on the show today. Thanks, Dave. Yep. And what kind of insert phrase relevant to the content of today's episode would I be if I didn't thank you, Shortcoats, for making us part of your week? If you're new here and you like what you heard today. Follow the show wherever fine podcasts are available, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Any of those places. There's more, too. Just go find them. This, the episode was produced by yours truly. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine, student government, and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities program. Our music is by Dr. Vox and Catmosphere. I'm Dave Etler saying, don't let the bastards get you down. Talk to you in one week. Hi, short coats. Look, life in medical education, life in America, life in the world is often difficult. And I often wish I could help. All I have is this podcast, but in my wildest dreams, you have the support you need to lead a life of your choosing. You deserve to be happy, healthy, and successful in whatever ways you define those words. So if you need support because you've experienced racism, discrimination, harassment, mental health crises, I want you to be able to get the help that you need. And so I'm going to put some links in the show notes to some resources that you can use. But the bottom line is that for what it's worth, I see you. I know you're out there. I wish I could do more. Maybe I can in ways that I don't understand yet or know about. But I see you and I'm glad you're here and other people are too. This short code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com.